Church, my name is Brad. I'm one of the pastors here. We are so thankful that you're with us this morning, whether you're in the room or you're watching online. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, we would love for you to check into the service, and you can do that with the instructions behind me or on your screen. Um, we'd love to know that you're here this morning. And when you do, when you do that, it gives you a chance to submit prayer requests and uh, find out what's going on during the week. So make sure you do that each week. Um, speaking of things going on in the lobby, you'll see these two documents. Uh, one of them is our series booklet. We're starting a new series this week. It's a great, uh, place where you can take notes and read the scriptures uh, for each week of the series as we go through Galatians. And then finally, we have our June information sheet. Uh, this shows what's coming up uh, during the month of June and later on throughout the rest of the year. It's upside down. Uh, make sure you grab that. It's out in the lobbies. Uh, but there are a couple things we want to point out first. In a couple weeks, we have an event called World Changers coming to, uh, to the church. Uh, World Changers is a youth camp for teenagers. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll actually sleep here at the church. They'll have worship here at the church. Uh, there's 150 kids from all across the southeast. They'll be here that week. And then during the week, they're going to work on houses um, in the Spring Hill area. They're going to paint houses, work on porches, uh, ramps, and do ministry within our city. And we need some volunteers to help with that. And if you're willing to figure out, find out more, to be informed about what's going on, if you could text the keyword WC, no space, uh, to that number, and that'll get you on the list where you can find out more information, or if you're interested, it'll help you volunteer. So make sure you do that. You're going to hear a lot more about that uh, next Sunday as the team arrives and they start setting up. It's going to be a really busy week. I will say as well, during that week, there's going to be a worship service here every night, and we would love for you to come join us for worship uh, during those services. There'll be a bunch of students here at a, and chaperones, and it'll be a great time. So make sure you do that. Also, we have an event going on right now, right outside that door, unless you're online. If you go outside that door online, you may wind up in the bathroom. So, but if you're in the room over there, um, they're packing um, stuff for our homeless ministry. And they're doing do a packing party. They're collecting stuff this week. Next week, they're going to do a packing party, and they need seven more volunteers. And so if you're willing to help or find out more information about what that actually is, if you'll go out this door and talk to them, they've got a clipboard and a place for you to sign up. So make sure you do that today. Check out that ministry. It's really, really neat. So uh, we're going to start off in prayer and ask God to bless this time. So if you're in the room or watching it online, would you bow your head and heads and let's pray together and ask God to bless this time. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you that we can come to you and just lay our concerns before you. And God, as we kind of prepare for what you're going to do this week, as we prepare for what happens in this room, Lord, we ask that you get all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, and that whatever's hindering us from fully uh, devoting ourselves to you, that we'd have the courage to lay that before you. So God, bless this time, bless this worship, and we ask that you're glorified through everything we do. And God, I pray that you show up in a very special way this morning. Father God, we love you, and we thank you. In your name pray. Amen. All right, come on, church, go ahead and stand. Who needs life this morning? Jesus Christ is here to meet you. Let's go ahead and shift our attention and our focus unto him. What is 
to sing and praise our God today for what he's done for us. Let's lift his name up and worship him as we sing. I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all I am is your. We sing, I'll stand.
God, we thank you today for your amazing grace. Thank you for your love, 
the sacrifice that you made for us on the cross. We love you today. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please be seated? Amen. Oh, how sinfully common the cross has become to us. We have just come to a point, and I know that for some, there might be somebody here that this is your very first time to step into a church. And so everything I'm about to say, you can just disregard. But for a lot of people that are sitting here, you sit here every week. And you're here, and you're here, and you're here, and you're here. And we get to a point where the cross is just, oh yeah, and that. (laughs) May it never be. The cross of Jesus Christ that we come to, to receive forgiveness and salvation to receive the grace of God to be forgiven of our sins the cross is it and we have become so used to the message of the cross that we almost just categorize it as oh yeah and that when we come to this moment when we share communion together, when we share the Lord's Supper, it's a reminder to us of the power of the cross. Let us not forget the body that was broken and beaten and laid on the cross and nailed hands and feet, the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins Friends, let us not forget. Let us remember the message of the cross. Today, as we receive these elements, there's a couple of things that I want you to be aware of. First of all, you don't have to be a member of Stetson Baptist Church to partake in the Lord's Supper here. We just ask that you be a believer in Jesus. That's what gives this moment meaning. The second thing is, this is a little housekeeping, there's two cups in every slot. Be sure to grab both of them, because at the top you'll find the juice, in the bottom cup you'll find the bread, and then we'll come back and we'll lead you as we take of the Lord's Supper together. In the time between, as you receive these elements, would you just take a moment and focus and think and consider And remember the power of the cross. As our servers come forward, I want to have a word of prayer as we share this together. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. Thank you, God, for all the things you do for us. Thank you for the opportunity to be in this moment. Speak to us powerfully as we have this moment together. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we are grateful. We're grateful for all that you do in our lives. We're grateful for the privilege of being in your presence. And we pray, God, that you would work in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen.
Christ will hold me fast when the tempter will prevail he will hold me fast I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path for my love is often cold he must hold Amen. Justice has been satisfied. He will hold me fast. And raised with him to end his life. Yes, he will hold me fast. Till our faith has turned to sight. Oh, when he Isn't it good to know that we serve a Savior that holds on to us when sometimes we let go of him? To know that he has given his life for us and we have the security of living our life in his presence and in his spirit. 
If you'll take that bread and hold it in your hand, the bread represents the body of Christ, the body that was beaten, stricken, made fun of, placed on the cross. It was the, blo- it was the body that gave up its last breath. It was the body that died and was buried, placed in a tomb, a stone rolled over the face. It was the body that on the third day rose again, granting us eternal life. The body of Christ, it represents our eternal life and the celebration of all that we have to live with him from now until eternity. The body of Christ. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks for it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. The cup represents the blood of Christ. It is the blood that is shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Only by the blood of Jesus are we forgiven and made clean. So when we receive the the cup, it is a representation of the forgiveness that he offers. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross paid the price that he didn't owe, we did. And when we take the, the, the cup, when we take the blood of Christ, it reminds us of just how much we've been forgiven of. I don't know every one of you, and I don't follow you around all day. That would be weird. But I can tell you, without a doubt, we are all full of sin and Jesus gave his blood so that we would be forgiven isn't it good to know the forgiveness of Jesus Jesus on the night that he was betrayed he took the cup and he gave it to his disciples after blessing it and he said this is my blood the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins as often as you do this do it in remembrance of me Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful for so many things in our lives. But God, we are especially grateful right now for all that you have done by sending Jesus to die on the cross. God, let us not become so used to that that we forget the power of it. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for the privilege of knowing him. Thank you for the opportunity, God, that we have to see your hand at work in our lives as we share communion together, as we recognize and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. We are grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning I am so grateful for you and for the privilege of, uh, of being able to be together. And it is a special time. We are in the process of uh, of starting a new series of messages as we're going to be uh, looking at the book of Galatians. And so if you have one of those Bibles that has a rhythm, one has, kind of has one of those ribbon uh, bookmarks, you can put it in the book of Galatians and wherever we finish this week is where we will pick up next week. Now we'll kind of walk through the, uh, the whole of the summer um, this way. And so I'm excited about being able to study this book. Before we get there, though, um, this is a special day in our church, but it's also a special day at a church 
in Lake St. Louis, Missouri. First Baptist Church of Lake St. Louis, Missouri is uh, having uh, Andrew Floyd today uh, preach in view of a call to become their senior pastor. And we are very excited about that. Um, It is sad for us. It's always sad when a staff member departs. And yet, at the same time, we're encouraged by that. We're encouraged by the fact that someone... uh, from our church would feel the calling to uh, step into a different ministry environment, ministry uh, opportunity, and, and really answer that call. And so I'm pleased with that, and I hope that you are as well. And I think that this morning, it is a beautiful thing to see, and I, I think you understand that, you know, isn't it great to know that the church doesn't just gather in one place, but instead we are a part of a really worldwide network of churches we're part of the body of christ and so are they and so is the church down the street and we have an opportunity to celebrate and to worship jesus today and that is a wonderful opportunity and so this morning we uh we see the privilege of being able to um to come to the lord and and to and to really pray for that church and to really be joined with them in uh, in that andrew is there today so i know that we just kind of prayed to to finalize our time of uh the lord's supper but i think it would be very appropriate this morning if we would pray together for that church for andrew and his family uh and for the vote that they will be taking at the end of their services today so would you join me in prayer again uh for that particular um need let's pray god thank you so much for the the privilege that we have of being a part of the church and god we just pray that you would um that you would speak to us today god in a in a powerful way god i I thank you that um i thank you that that we have the opportunity to see your hand at work in our lives and in our church and god i pray that in these um in these moments that we have together that we would recognize and 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 see that um, that that you are not just here, but God, you're in churches all over our city, all over our state, our country, our world. And God, right now specifically, we pray for First Baptist Church of Lake St. Louis. God, I know that um, I know that you have blessed uh, them uh, with being able to to come across Andrew and his resume and his application. And and God, I, I'm just grateful for that. And God, I'm grateful for the message that he is sharing, maybe even right now. God, I pray that you will use that to to touch hearts and lives today, to change hearts and lives. And God, I pray that uh, I pray that you would allow the time of of business and voting to be uh, just an affirmation of the calling that you have placed in Andrew's life and over his life. God, I thank you for the seven years that he has been the student pastor here. I'm thankful for the impact that he has made on our church, not just in our student ministry, but in our church as a whole. I'm grateful for the impact that he's made uh, in my family personally. And God, I, I know that you're going you're gonna to further that ministry as he takes this next step. So God, we just pray for Andrew and Natalie and Zach and Zoe. God, we pray for that time of transition. And we pray in this moment, this day, that you would just bless the, the worship services at First Baptist Church of Lake St. Louis. You would have your way in the midst of that. And that your purpose would be accomplished as, uh, as they are seeking after your will. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. Continue to show us your way to walk every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, it is a, uh, it is a wonderful day, and I, I love being able to look at a book of the Bible and just kind of walk through it, take a little bit of time, and take, you know, just a very deliberate steps as we, uh, as we walk through the Word of God. And so um, today we're going to be starting a new series called Fully Free, and uh, we're going to be looking at the book of Galatians. Uh, let me give you kind of a summary of the entire book. Grace is how we're saved, and grace is how we live. And that's really what the book of Galatians is all about. Today's just going to be kind of an introduction. So we're going to give you a little bit of of an understanding of where we're headed. Uh, We're going to look at the first chapter. I know you're thinking, wow, introduction, a whole chapter. Um, But you'll see that it's a very simple message that Paul is using to kind of set up everything that he's going to talk about. We're going to read through the first chapter. But before we do that, I just want to encourage you uh, to, to, as I'm reading through this, look for two things. Two things. Number one. I want you to see Paul's disappointment in the Galatians that they would abandon their belief in their lifestyle. We'll talk a little bit about what that means uh, in a moment, but you'll see it and you'll you'll see kind of Paul get really frustrated with them and you'll see the way he expresses that. It's really kind, but it's it's pretty harsh too. The second thing that you'll see is you'll see that Paul is not just frustrated on his own, but he's frustrated because of his testimony. So he'll share his testimony and he'll talk about the fact that, that he's frustrated because of that, because of what God has done in his life, because of the way that Jesus has been revealed in his life. He will, uh, he will share his frustration, but he will share his frustration because of the way that, that God has used him and God has spoken to him and God has done a work in his life. So, Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. I'm just going to let Paul kind of preach the message today because he does a really good job of it. Listen to what it says. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who were with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, if you were going to read one of Paul's letters, and maybe you've read one of Paul's letters before, it, was, it would be at this point after he has offered this really nice greeting, grace to you and peace and greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to him be the glory forever and ever, amen. And then he would say, I am so proud of you. You're such a good church. I thank God every time I remember you. Those are the things that he says. Listen to what he says to the churches at Galatia. I am astonished that you were so quickly deserting him who called you. That is harsh words from Paul. I mean, this is not not typical of him. This is not very encouraging. I am astonished. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. (laughs) Not that there is another one. But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that was preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, 
I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace, when he was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas, that's another name for Peter, and remained with him for 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. Paul, in his introduction, and I know that it's a fairly lengthy introduction, but as he introduces this book, what what he is trying to say is he is trying to say that he is he has planted these churches in the region of Galatia. Galatia is, a, is a, an area in what we would see as north-central Turkey today. And so he had planted all these churches and written this letter. And, and, the, and the difficulty that he is having is that he preached the message of Jesus Christ alone for faith alone in grace alone. And yet, there are a, after he leaves, there's this group of people that come in and they say, yeah, 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 that's good, but you need to be careful. You need to be wise. And you need to understand that believing in Jesus is good, but there's something more that you need to do. Believing in Jesus is good, but there are some rules that you need to follow. Believing in Jesus is good, but there's a life that you need to live. Believing in Jesus is good, but it's not enough. Uh, Specifically, this, this particular group, and we can name many others, but this particular group is, they're called the Judaizers. And we'll talk about them a lot as we walk through the book of Galatians. And what the Judaizers were was they were a group of people that would say, believing in Jesus is good, but you still need to do all of the Jewish things. You still need to participate in all the feasts. You still need to make all the sacrifices. You still need to follow all the laws. You still need to do all of the legalistic things that you've been doing before. But you just put Jesus and believing in Jesus on top of all of that. The Judaizers actually, to me, sound like a lot of church people. Believing in Jesus is good, but here's my list of rules. Here's my list of of changes. Hey, I'm, I'm so glad that you believed in Jesus. Now maybe you can do things right. Now maybe you can act right. 
At what point did believing in Jesus and giving our life to him become not enough? Is it really believing in Jesus and? Or is believing in Jesus all? Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a lifestyle that follows, but the lifestyle should come from believing in Jesus, not from a list of rules. The lifestyle should be, I believe in Jesus, and that leads me to a lifestyle, not to, well, I believe in Jesus, and, and, and they gave me a book, and I'm supposed to do all the things in the book. At what point did Christ become not enough? Galatians answers that question, by the way. And let me just go ahead and give you a quick fast forward. Some of you are sitting there thinking, I don't know if I want to bring my kids to this series. Because if he's just going to talk about how there are no rules, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Trust me, Paul is going to do a fabulous job of kind of threading the needle between a freedom lifestyle and yet a lifestyle that honors God. He's going to do a great job of that, and I hope that you'll be here as as we walk through that. But it really, we must understand that our lifestyle must come from following Jesus. Paul, the reason he was so frustrated about this, I'm astonished. The reason he was so frustrated about it was because he knew that the message that he was preaching to people was not from himself and it was not from somebody. He knew that he got the message from God himself, from Jesus himself. He says it this way. When I was called, I didn't go check out all the other apostles and listen to what they were teaching. No, I spent three years in the wilderness by myself listening to Jesus. And yes, I did go up and spend some time with Peter. Y'all have heard of Peter, right? I did go up and spend some time with Peter, but I only spent 15 days with him just to be sure I was on the right track. So this message is not from me. It's from Jesus. And we need to live it out in our lives. Paul is... Is frustrated because the Galatian church, I, I wrote this down, the Galatian church has equated their practice with their belief. And they're claiming that if you don't practice, then you don't believe. I told you, they sound a lot like church people, don't they? We can all get wrapped up in the legalism of here's my list of rules. Here's the top ten commandments. Here's the things that we must all do. But if none of that, if that's just all, well, do these things so that you'll be okay, we need to be really careful with that. We must recognize that Paul received this message from Jesus, and so he's communicating it to the Galatian church, and by way of the word of God, he's communicating it to us. It's an introduction. But we still should live it out. So let me give you just a couple of thoughts that might help you to take this and and live it out in your life. It was powerful to me to think about it this way. The first thing that I think we can see from this introduction that Paul lays out, and we'll we'll develop this much, much more as we walk through this over the summer. But 
The first thing that we need to understand is that the gospel is not a one-time belief, it's a lifetime practice. The gospel is not a one-time belief, it's a lifetime practice. Our lifestyle, our rules, our guidelines, our direction in life should come from the gospel. It should be about the gospel. It should be received by the gospel. It should be developed by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus Christ crucified, giving his life as a a payment for our sins. All of it should come from the gospel. The message of Christ is central. And it's not just something to believe in once. It is something to be practiced every single day. I dare you, I dare you to start to wake up every morning and before your feet hit the floor, just simply say this, Jesus, I give my life to you today. Everything I do, everything I say, everywhere I go, everything that, every thought that goes through my mind, every place I go, everything my eyes see, Jesus, I give my life to you today. I dare say if we would do that, it would be better than us living by a set of rules. Jesus, I give my life to you today. It's a lifetime practice. I'll say it this way. There is a difference between being a Christian and being a Christ follower. There is a difference between being a Christian. You see, I'm a Christian because I gave my life to Jesus and I have, and I, I have exchanged my life with his. I'm a Christian because I gave my life to Jesus. I'm a Christ follower because of the way that I live every day, the way I treat people, the way I speak to people, the way my attitude is, the way my thoughts go. I am a Christ follower because of giving my life to him every day, every minute, every moment, every word, every thought. It's all encaptured by Jesus. Would we do better to live like that than to say, here's my list of rules? We would. There's a difference between being a Christian and being a Christ follower. The second thing that I, I think we can learn from this passage and from what Paul is presenting to us right here at the beginning of Galatians is that the gospel is not just eternity changing, it's life changing. The gospel is not just eternity changing, it's life changing. Please hear this. There are many in this room that if I asked you, what difference does it make that you have given your life to Jesus, what difference does it make? There are many in this room that the first thing you would answer is you would say, it means that I'm going to heaven. And that is true, but it is way incomplete. Eternity is something to look forward to. But you should not wait for eternity to figure out and to realize the results of Jesus coming into your life. It should not be about eternity. It should be about every single day. 
giving your life to Jesus, receiving him, understanding that he lived and he died and he rose again, that's not just for eternity. That is for your everyday life. And if it doesn't make a difference in your everyday life, I would question whether or not you've truly believed it. He has given himself to you through the message of the gospel, through his sacrifice on the cross, to change your life. It should change the way you think. It should change the way you speak. It should change the things you look at. It should change the places you go. It should change your attitude. Friend, if the only difference that Jesus makes is that you get to go to heaven one day, Have you really come face to face with him? Because he changes your life every day. So with that said, I, I, I have a question that I want you to think about. Something you can walk out of here considering. It's really simple. But yet, it could be one of the most important questions you ever answer. How has the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ... He lived, he died, he gave his life for you, he rose again. How has the gospel changed your life? How are you different today because of Jesus? How is the gospel making a difference in your everyday walk? One of the things that is difficult about the church, about Christians, and and I'll tell you, personally, I have to fight against this temptation. Some of you have been in... um, Some of you have been in new rooms before where you're kind of looking around, you don't see anybody that you know. And somebody stands up at the beginning and they say, hey, let's all introduce ourselves. Uh, Let's go around, tell your name, tell something about you. And So we start racking our brain. What is something about me? 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 So we might tell about our family or might tell about our background, tell about our education. We might share about some, some past experiences. Um, I'm a, I'm a Mississippi State fan. I grew up in Mississippi. I have two kids. I've been married for 24 years. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I work in the church. Um, I have my, oh, I have a master's degree. I've, oh, I also, I also have a doctorate. And, and I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm a believer in Jesus should never be and. It should never be and. Oh, and. If the gospel of Jesus Christ is not the thing that characterizes us, what is? How has it changed your life? This is a big deal. The gospel should be enough. Our our relationship with Jesus should be enough. 
When somebody says, hey, tell me something about you, we shouldn't rack our brains. We should start with, I am a blood-bought sinner that has been saved by grace because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me on the cross. Maybe you say it a little bit different than that, but you get it. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. I give my life to Jesus every day, and I try to live my life in worship of him. What a difference it would make if our lives were characterized by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. Thank you for the privilege that we have in these moments and many others to recognize your goodness in our lives. Father, I pray that in the moments that we have together, that you would just continue to work in our lives. God, there are people in this room that need to give their life to Jesus today. And so I just pray that you would work in these moments that we have together and that your purpose would be made clear in our lives. This is all about you, Jesus. So let us rest in you. As you continue to pray, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, but you'd like to. I'd love to celebrate with you in that. I'd love to honor you. I'd love to encourage you in that. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to lead you in a prayer to receive Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, but you want to, and you want to right now. If you've never given your life to Jesus, but you want to do that right now, I just want to lead you in a simple prayer so that I know who I'm praying with. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus right now, would you just raise your hand in the air? I want to give my life to Jesus right here, right now. That's awesome. Anyone else? I want to give my life to Jesus right here, in this place, right here, right now. I want to give my life to Christ. Amen. Anyone else? If you raised your hand or if you didn't, I just want to lead you in a simple prayer that just simply invites Jesus into your heart. It's not these words that invite, it's the attitude of your heart. So I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you want to pray this to Jesus. As a matter of fact, we just believe nobody should ever pray alone, so we're all going to repeat these words. Everybody in the room, would you just simply repeat these words after me? Dear Jesus, I come to you a sinner. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my life, to come into my heart, and to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and help me to live for you from this point on. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Church, it is a powerful thing to see God working in the midst of people. If you raised your hand just a moment ago and gave your life to Jesus today, we would love to talk with you at the end of our service. We'd love to talk with you about what God's doing in your life and maybe give you some first steps, some next steps that you can take in your walk with Jesus Christ. We'll be down here at the end of the service and we'd love to talk with you about that. Right now, we're gonna sing a closing song as we continue our time of worship. So let's stand together and let's sing as we close our worship time.
to you. 